Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Welcome to the Humatahex Podcast. Now without vodka, I'm Peter. I'm Frank. And I still don't understand why I should think I'd say vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Lager doesn't even sound like vodka. She must have had vodka on her mind. There you go. Sometimes you hear what you want to hear. That's why there's two political parties. Mm. Well, for the time <laughs> being, Florida's moving to... Uh, fix that florida the psycho state yeah they now have a bill that would ban young girls from discussing their periods in school yes i was just about to say that yeah the die cast red dragon from dungeons and dragons is on walmart.com for 19 bucks hmm. uh so into the news where we're not talking about dungeons and dragons or our periods we could talk about Dungeons and Dragons. There is a movie coming soon. And it's... I think it's next weekend. Uh, 31st. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Shame. Uh, Star Wars crossover. Dave Filoni keeps talking about the Star Wars crossover. We're going to have a Star Wars crossover. Um, this is... With the shows. Yes. Now, the last crossover we had is when... Ahsoka jumped into Mandalorian, and then we got Boba Fett in Mandalorian. We got Luke. Right. Yeah. So, we don't know what happens to the Bad Batch. And since Bad Batch is taking place between episodes three and four, and Mandalorian is taking place between six and seven, it's a safe bet to say that it's not the Bad Batch jumping into Mandalorian. No. Yeah, they really haven't used any time travel in Star Wars yet. <laughs> no, plus since they're uh, uh, clones, yeah, they would age faster and be dead by then. No, because Rex is alive as of Episode 6. Omega could still be alive. Omega. Because Rex was in Episode 6. Yes. So, we don't know what clones are or are not alive. Hmm. But they are looking to do a multi-show crossover, similar to how the Arrowverse did. So right now, it looks like it's going to be Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Ahsoka, but we still don't know. Hmm. Um, which leads into the second article. John Favreau says there's going to be a well, I don't have the article here, but John Favreau says there's going to be a very exciting twist in Mandalorian season three. Yes. Well, do you did you read the article? About... I did not. Okay. Um, Favreau has been providing the voice for the one watch character. Yes, Vax. Or yeah, they cast an actor for a different voice this season. Yes. Who fits the part okay. physically? So. So someone that big. Someone might be taking off his helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. Now part, that yeah. now that they've got 
Bo-Katan as a member of the the clan, or however. And uh, <clears throat> Clan Visla. Bo-Katan was with Clan Visla as part of the Death Watch back in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. She left Visla. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Vex Visla, who was. Dark Mint Kit Kats. There they are. <laughs> we so have a special I, what's in our mouth. <laughs> Gar Saxon. Yeah. Who was the lead of Darth Maul's Honor Guard. But Vax Visla was leader of Death Watch. And now Vex Visla is the one in Mandalorian. Vax Visla's son. I don't know if I'm getting the names backwards or not. Pre-Visla? Yeah, Pre-Visla was the father. He came first. Yeah. That's why it's Pre. As opposed, <laughs> as opposed to Post-Visla. As, as Post-Visla. But yeah, they're, they're thinking that something has to be up because otherwise why would they change you know, the voice actor and especially get one who fits the part. Right. So... Uh, John Boyega's back in Star Wars news saying he's happy or comfortable with where Finn Yawn! (laughs) Listen, maybe him finally not bitching about Star Wars anymore can finally get us the show that we all truly need coming out of Episode 9. Finn and Poe? Black Men Across the Galaxy. Because if you remember at the end of Episode 9, Finn... Uh, Lando. Bill, Lando, Lando, Billy D. Williams, and I don't remember her name. All got in a ship and left together. Yeah. In search of the malt liquor. <laughs> in search of Finn's true daddy, Colt Forty Five, who's traveling with him apparently, probably <laughs> could be, um, because Finn was given to the Empire as a orphan. Hmm. So. It'd be great to see a follow-up to that story. <laughs> In Disney Plus news, this laptop is just literally killing articles. Um, a whole bunch of Disney Plus shows have been delayed. What If Season 2, Loki Season 2, and X-Men 97 have all been delayed. Right, along with uh, most of their Marvel shows yeah. have lost their release dates. Because the movies themselves are being pushed back. Except well, like, for Guardians. They're saying, like, Agatha, that series isn't going to be until 2025 now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, I can see the push that they want, you know, better effects, more time to do that, stuff like that. But, you know, two movies and two series a year sounds kind of lame to me. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. No. And we kind of saw the writing on the wall a couple weeks ago when the guy in charge was like, Disney needs to do better, or Marvel needs to do better. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Disney+, and Corey found this article first, Avatar 3 being turned into a nine-hour television series. Potentially. Potentially. Uh quoted from the article, things can change. 
Well, I'm sure it's going to be a theatrical cut and then just side stories for the other nine, other, you know, well, seven The nine hours. hours is the full director's cut. And they are finishing the visual effects for the entire nine hours. So they're spending the money to finish it at nine hours. Since they won't release that in the theater... Unless they do it in three parts. Right. Well, that movie, Avatar 2, had to do, what, $1.7 billion to cover its cost. Mm -hmm. And when they did that, they also filmed most of three at the same time. And wrapped that cost in. So three is mostly gravy going into it. And... Uh, from what I I haven't double checked the box office numbers, but I think it's over two point two billion. Hmm. Avatar is making Disney money hand over fist. Mm -hmm. Silly I, blue people. I thought the first one was dumb. I have not watched the second one. Maybe I'm missing something. Something tells me you're not. <laughs> Unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, MacGuffinum. Yeah. MacGuffinium, I guess. Willow has been canceled. But not canceled. But not canceled. It's on hiatus. So, don't believe everything that you're reading right now. Um, so, depending on the news source that you get this from, one side is saying, and I'm saying sides because there are two sides to this, one side is saying it focused too much on cultured relationships and the other side is saying that it just wasn't true to the world but both sides say that there was something wrong with the show hmm. from what I understand and I have not watched it yet it's basically like six episodes of a whole lot of nothing happening I did not watch it either <clears throat> I am planning to watch it Shazam! Fury of the Gods! <coughs> $11.7 million opening day. <laughs> Not very good. No, uh, $11.7 million in uh, movie theater money means roughly 32 people went to see it. <laughs> Plus add in the $3.4 million from Thursday. That is including it. Okay. That's Thursday and Friday. Okay, that's my bad. The movie only needs to do 53 to come up flat. And I think it was it's supposed to come out of this weekend at around 30, 40. So it's going to clear its budget. Um, from what I've been seeing, it's basically a kid's movie. Like, it's fun. Oh, yeah, they're they're gearing it towards lightheartedness as opposed to yeah, the Snyderverse. <laughs> put it right. bluntly. I mean, there I think there's room for all sorts of superhero movies, you know. And <coughs> I mean, Shazam in the comics, you know, he had a talking tiger, <laughs> you know. And uh, let's see, Mister Mind, one of his villains was a talking worm. Wow. So. Hey, but he was in the first movie at the end. Yeah, yeah. But 
Eh, I don't know. I mean, I the first one was okay. Nothing that makes me go, yeah, this is so great, but it was enjoyable to, for the most part. I think this is probably the best fare that offering that DC's putting up right now, except for Aquaman. No, well, I mean, Flash <laughs> is getting so many great yeah. reviews. Did you see the article Tom Cruise actually got yeah. with the head of Warner's to see it early? Yeah. And yeah. he said it was amazing. Um, yeah. The so. Hasbro, I think it's Hasbro Toys just came out. Uh-huh. The, it's like the, the young Flash mm-hmm. is a Batman suit painted red. And the flashball is over the Batman symbol on the Keaton Batman. Right. Huh. So the original Flash suit in this universe is apparently Keaton's Bat suit. Oh. Yeah. There's all kinds of questions coming up now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Affleck made a comment that he's not in the movie very long. So take that as you will, but... <clears throat> it would be really fun if they actually manage to keep some of these cameos a secret and throw some more in there. Mm. Uh, we'll get into some of that a little bit later. <clears throat> I'm going to have to find that article when we move on to the next segment, but I know that it exists. Um, just the symbols, but... Yeah, it's it's just like that. The crossover costume. His... Here it is. Because he's got... He cut off the ears. <coughs> and you can see the cape marks are just spray-painted red. Because they made... Hasbro made an action figure of it. Huh. Yeah. It's super Strange. weird. Yeah. But that's a, that's a thing. So DC has been working with Webtoon to do some Webtoon cartoons... One of them is uh, Wayne Family Adventures. Well, DC has confirmed that they are printing the entire series as a collection before Series 2 comes out. And they are also expanding to Zatanna and Vixen. Mm-hmm. That will be fall of 2023. Hmm. No, I did like the Vixen short film on HBO Max. Vixen NYC and Zatanna and the Ripper. I'm kind of bummed the Justice League Dark movie got shelved. The animated ones were really good. They'll circle back around and hit it. Yeah, hopefully. Because <laughs> I think Gunn and Saffron can probably do something fun with Justice League Dark. Yeah. Especially because they've got creature commandos. That's, they're going in that direction. <laughs> Nintendo has expanded their online services to include Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. I think we mentioned this recently, but the March updates are including Burger Time for the Game Boy and Kirby's Dream Land 2. Mm. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because Burger, Burger Time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite games on the Atari 2600. The good news is you have the Game Boy emulator for free. Mm, I do. So you can play it. That's funny that you assume that I have time to play it. <laughs> Just, there is more Scarlet and Violet to be done. 
Tammy actually picked up the emulator and started playing uh, Super Mario Advance, which is a remake of Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, today was Community Day in Pokemon Go. Yes, it was. <laughs> there was Homer Simpsons and anemic slowpokes to be caught. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some of us even got a hundo. Yeah. In the a wild. couple of them. It was a pretty exciting day. Um, decent IVs for our community day. I actually got a three-star shiny. Wow. After I had already done all the evolutions needed for the quests. And finally, of course, the computer just cleared out the article. Mm-hmm. There is a new wave of sodas um, that feature Shazam and his brothers and sisters. The commons are the superhero forms, and the chases are their child forms. Which is a, That's a pretty neat. It's yeah. a very clever yeah. design. Yeah. So if you find a open box of six that they just opened, just weigh them all out in your hand, and the lighter one is going to be the chase. Mm-hmm. Unless they make them heavier just to confuse you. Well, it'd be... A smaller size in there, or the it, yeah, it's a smaller size the from figure the pictures. Be... The figures look smaller huh. than the the superhero ones. I've seen the official things. I've not seen them like in hand, but the official things do show the children being smaller. Yes. Um, but that's all I have, uh, Frank. You had something about Star Trek, I think. Oh, I had just mentioned that I didn't read the article, but. Uh, Todd Stashwick, who's playing uh, Captain Shaw of the Titan in Star Trek Picard, uh, would not be adverse to a sequel. And I think that would be pretty fun because he is playing a captain unlike any we've seen before. Um, He's such a prick. It's amazing. He just does not like Picard and Riker. his reason for not liking Picard is he was a survivor of the Borg attack that at Wolf 359, which Picard was Borgified for. Um, so he does not like that. And uh, he is just a snide bastard. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, I had assumed the Titan storyline was uh, over with the fourth episode. But, uh, no, they're still on the Titan. Um, do you have any news, Corey? Um, well, other than... Because I can segue into spoilers ahead, but we'll just... Uh, Lance Reddick, star hmm. of The Wire and John Wick. He was the concierge at the hotel in the hmm. John Wick movies. Uh, passed away at age 60. And John Wick 4 will be dedicated to his memory. But spoilers ahead, uh, Picard Season 3, Episode 5 brought a Next Generation character back who I think was pretty unexpected. Um, Ro Lauren, who, if you recall, she was the Bajoran who had quite a few episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. She originally was going to be the second-in-command on Deep Space Nine, but the actress didn't really want to do the part for a series like that. Um, and so it went to... They created Kiera. But, uh, yeah, 
She plays a Starfleet intelligence officer. Wow, fancy. Yeah, it was an unexpected cameo because... I shouldn't say cameo. She was in most of the episode. Um, because she wasn't wasn't in any of the early season previews or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, very unexpected. And as we find out, changelings have figured a way around the blood tests. So now that whole thing that they did in Deep Space Nine and everything that you can tell that someone was a changeling by a blood test, they can pass it now. So, made for a very interesting episode. Hmm. Can even morph their blood type now. Mm-hmm. Um, other shows happened this week. One of them was called The Mandalorian. That did happen. Yes. Uh, it mostly revolved around um, the Doctor from Season 1, who was operating on Grogu, uh, finding out where he's at in the world, and then, in turn, watching him die. Well, we don't know that he's dead. No, he's, he's just been... His mind is being flayed. But, uh... We're seeing the beginnings of the First Order. Uh, there are, you know, former Imperials who are being rehabilitated by the New Republic who are, uh, not all that impressed with the New Republic. Yeah, we're seeing their motivation. Stuff like this forced reform and use of Mind Flayer. And we also saw Bo-Katan go to the uh, Death Watch Coven. I guess in turn return to the Death Watch Coven. Right. Due to her jumping into the living waters to save Din, she has now bathed in the living waters and hasn't removed her helmet since. So is welcome into the Children of the Watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a really cool first five minutes and last five minutes. It's a shame they had the middle. Yeah. See, I kind (laughs) of enjoyed that. I, I liked it. It was... It was a lot like Andor in that sense. That yeah. <laughs> political intrigue. Mm. But it it goes a long way to building the Star Wars universe. It shows us... You know, people didn't just form the First Order out of allegiance to the Empire, mm. but also dissatisfaction with the New Republic. I don't recognize that girl, though. I think she was probably just, oh, yeah, he knew her, but we didn't know her. You know, just... They may have showed her and just... Yeah, I I think it's more like, you know, it's a character we're going to grandfather into it that she was in his past on the ship mm-hmm. and something we necessarily didn't see. <clears throat> and then, also in a galaxy far, far away... But longer ago. Yes. Was the Bad Batch. Yep. Um, They're going to get everyone killed. <laughs> well, I mean, they have a home now. Yeah, they're going to yeah. get everyone killed. Probably. And like <laughs> you had said, um, what, 
two two podcasts ago or last podcast, whenever that was, um, you had said that hoped that they weren't going to sever the ties with uh, what's her name, Sid. Sid, thank you. And it looks like they have. Yeah. So now they've got someone else who's going to be coming after them. Well, they're pissing a lot of people off right now. Mm -hmm. Which, good for them. Well, they aren't the good batch. Right. They're bad. But it's good to see them settling somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Omega has a friend. Yeah. That they're all going to get killed. I honestly thought she was killed at that one point. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh my god, they killed off the kid, but then they had her move. It's like, okay. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I see uh, terrible things happening to that community. <laughs> well, they already have to rebuild after the wave hit. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, that's all I have for spoilers. That's pretty much for me, too. Um, I don't know if this is a suppose that, but are, are clones fertile? They can reproduce, right? They cannot reproduce. They cannot. Except for Omega and Boba Fett. Right, because Boba Fett's unaltered. And... Only Omega's chromosomes are altered. See, just a female Django. Yes. She was an experiment to see if the the Kamineans can no longer reproduce. So Mm -hmm. they were genetically engineering their species. And Omega was to show that diversification could happen. She was an experiment that succeeded. Nature finds a way. Yeah. This is the way. Science finds a way. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was Jurassic Park. Uh. (laughs) So before we go to break, I have a suppose that. Suppose Uh. that. So I've been thinking about the DC universe and the Marvel universe and all this, how everybody doesn't really play nice together. So, my original theory, thought process was, you know, how would, like, the characters of My Hero Academia interact in, like, the Marvel universe? I know you guys aren't as down with My Hero Academia as I am. (laughs) So, I have questions for you. Um, and very catered questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey, how do you think Spider-Man, like, if you inserted Spider-Man into the DC Universe mm-hmm. without changing anything else about the DC Universe, what would his rogues gallery look like? And Frank, same question for you. If you replaced the Justice League in, put the Justice League into the Avengers, uh, into the Marvel Universe in place of the Avengers. Well, let's see. If I, the DC Universe hasn't changed at all. So I'm dealing with villains already there. Yes. Correct. So there'd have to be animal-themed ones, as almost all of Spider-Man's rogue gallery are animal-themed. Uh, Firefly is going to be one. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know if Cheetah would show up because, you know, Wonder Woman. Well, that would be an incentive for a crossover. Yeah. Grodd. That would bring the Flash in. Right. DC doesn't have a lot of animal-themed villains, do they? No. Not as many. So, you're dealing with, like, I think that the argument could be made one of Spider-Man's biggest foes is the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Who would his Green Goblin be? Because you can't take, like, the Joker from Batman because you don't want to break up the existing pairs. Right. So what villain would they elevate? Possibly Toy Man? That'd be pretty interesting. I could see that. I mean, he's got the uh, Harley Quinn yeah. outfit and all that. And toy bombs, like the pumpkin bombs. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. So, Frank, I mean, your biggest thing with the Justice League would be, I would say, what? Um, uh, and, of course, I can't remember his name now. Darkseid. Mm-hmm. So who would the Justice League's dark side be in the Marvel Universe? Because I don't think Thanos would really stand up to the Justice League very well. Oh, Galactus, probably. Oh, yeah. Or Mephisto. Or Thanos. I think Superman would take Thanos out pretty damn quick. I mean, if he could get cut in half with a battle axe... Well, let's face it, any speedster can take any of these characters out quickly. It's just, <laughs> you know, you can't do that or the comic book is, you know, a quarter of a page. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the Justice League versus Galactus. Did, does DC have a version of Galactus that I'm not aware of? Um... I think they do, but it's more a parody Galactus. I'm thinking something with Justice League International had something, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, um, yeah, nothing is coming to mind right away, but, you know, they do spoof one another somewhat. And right. I'm pretty sure there was a Galactus. If it wasn't in that, it would probably have been an ambush bug. That's one for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Now that we're thinking about it, because um, basically nothing was sacred with Ambush Bug. So. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so that's my suppose that. Um, and again, my whole thought process for this started out with the My Hero Academia universe is so different than Marvel and DC. I just wondered how they would fit into the Marvel universe. Well, um, well, you know, they would fit in more like X-Men. Yeah, essentially. You know, something something developed and gave you powers. And they're very, well, they have their quirks and they're very quirky. Um, but yeah, I could see them joining Xavier's house for mutants, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I was more thinking about, like, how All Might would stand up to, like... Would All Might be an Avenger? I would say yes. Yeah. I mean, Sentry. You know, they eventually made him one. Right. <laughs> and then he went nuts. Yeah. Wasn't Icarus uh, Avenger at one point, too? 
I know. Cersei was. Cersei was. I don't recall if Icarus was or not. Because Icarus wasn't as batshit crazy in the comics as he was in the movie, was he? No. No. He was basically the leader in the comics. Okay. So that's the suppose that for this week. Um, If you have a different take on who the villains would be, please throw them in our Discord. Um, Another thing that came from our Discord this week, it comes from the Discord. Um, There was a potential spoiler in the toys that they made of Grogu. Grogu's, oh, yeah. The Grogu cloak is lined, the new Grogu plushes, the cloak that he wears, his little potato sack, mm-hmm. is lined with Beskar. His Chain little Beskar, Beskar armor. Yeah, yeah, he was given that armor. He was, yeah. but they never showed him putting it on or anything. They never showed it afterwards. So I think... Oh, we got to assume that he's wearing it. Not necessarily. I think they're, they're, they showed it, and now they want you to forget that it exists... So that way they can shoot or potentially maim Grogu. It's, it's the Frodo thing. As a cliffhanger. And little Grogu's smoking body is on the ground. And cut the credits. Uh, and then next week Grogu gets up and he's got a little shiny Beskar and goes... His, <laughs> his Mithral armor. Right. <laughs> I don't see it. Really? I do not think Disney is going to kill even... Cow. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to kill, kill him. him, no. They're just no. going to make everybody no, lose they their won't mind. Even make, yeah, they're not even going to make people think. <laughs> no. it'll, make, it'll make people talk, and that's good publicity. Child killers! Well, I mean, and fictional child killers. Then, then yeah, DeSantis is going to have the don't knew. kill Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> Florida will pass a law. You can't kill little Grogu's. Is killing... Well, okay, so two years have passed. Plus but really, the three he's years, 50 years old. Plus the three... So he's actually 57 right now. Uh, Is yeah. that still considered an abortion? I'm older than Grogu? <laughs> <laughs> Grogu's older than me and Corey. Mm-hmm. And Tammy. <laughs> uh, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just saying... If it happens, I called it. It wouldn't be the strangest thing that we've predicted on this show. No. no. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> so, we'll be back, and when we get back, we will have our what's in the box, what's in our mouth, and we'll be Ooh. talking about our favorite movie moments of all time. Or at least that we could think of. Yeah. Yeah. That we can remember in the five minutes between commercial break. (laughs) I have a list. I have a list of some things. I did my homework. Welcome back to Mad Axe Podcast. I'm still Peter. I think I might still be Frank. And I am definitely still Corey. And I accidentally opened my bowl too soon. Uh Uh-oh. So this week for... What's in the box slash ball? What's in the ball? Uh, we are doing Funko Soda Cats, and Tammy got a Chase Metallic Popsy. Squeeze your ball, Frank. Squeeze your b- oh <laughs> ball on the scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
There we go. Yeah. Squeeze it on the seam, it pops right open. I got a purple pod. I got pop. a cat pochino. I thought there were still some here. And I top. got a glitter straw purry. It's pretty neat. I can see the glitter from here. That's pretty impressive. It's, it's a translucent body, just glitter. So no one got the bonus figure dragon. Nope. Only ever seen the one you got. Wait, what did you get, Corey? Uh, straw purry. And it's glitter? It's glitter. You got a chase. Here's a couple old ones that Tammy already had. There's regular Perpsy. Yeah. This is diet Perpsy. <laughs> There's more upstairs. Oh, too. yeah. Star Purry Glitter is a 1 in 18 chase. That's cool. The Hyper Rares. Mm. That's cool. We also have a special What's in Frank's battery bag today. Oh. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Well, you know, I also got the Spider-Man box <laughs> that Funko was nice enough to not give Corey a pin on. Yeah, and still haven't heard anything back about that. And, and since I'm not really into Spider-Man, Corey may have this pen and oh, sticker. thank you. You're welcome. There's Tammy's other ones. Oh, Look cool. at them. All Spider-Man face. Yeah, thank I figure, you, you know, I could either sell it or give it to you. And, you know, every once in a while, this stupid streak of niceness comes out. Jeez. Don't ask me why. <clears throat> but. Is that the uh, hyper rare glow one? No. Cat Pacino. No, we've got. This one's a hyper rare, though. Glitter oh, wow. Paw Pacino. Tammy's almost got the full set of cats. Meow. <laughs> What's the other glitter one? The same one you got. Oh. The straw purry. Yes, and I... My my favorite quote from Star Trek Picard so far, which I was going to mention, but I couldn't remember the exact quote, was from Captain Shaw. Uh, Forgive me, at some point, asshole became a substitute for charm. <laughs> which... sums up the character perfectly. Just magic. So... <laughs> I would definitely like to see a Titan series with him and Jerry Ryan, because Seven is his first officer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, Corey, you've also got something else for us. Ooh, what's in our mouth? What's in, what is in our mouth? Uh, we have strawberry vanilla wafers, a double stack crispy wafers with strawberry vanilla flavor. Flavour. It's 
very British. It's got a U in it. Oh. Or Canadian. They do not appear to be individually wrapped. No, no. not individually wrapped. Just little squares. Um, like the chocolate or vanilla or strawberry wafers. I just saw them on my Florida trip and mm -hmm. thought, oh, these look good. They smell good. They are. They taste mm -hmm. like strawberry quick. Mmm. You're right, they do. These are very good. They appear to be little squares of diabetes. Mm-hmm. I think that is just straight compressed powdered sugar. Ooh. <laughs> I just got a blast of strawberry in the corner of my tooth. Delicious little things. Yeah, very good. They are a winner. You can tell they weren't made in Mexico. <laughs> I'll get some. No. <clears throat> Just by the way, you know, putting them in your We're mouth. not screaming in agony. Yeah. Twisting our faces up. <clears throat> so, um, the concept of this week's episode came right out of the mind of Frank. So, Frank, why don't you tell us about what we're doing this week. Um, I had just been thinking, you know, we haven't done a, our favorite thing in a while. And just our favorite, well, we're going to just do movies right now, but our favorite moments in movies. Our favorite movie moments. Yes. Um, you know, back before, you know, you could read the entire plot of a movie online before it even came out. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of surprise moments in movies. I think for geeks like us, the, the most surprising one was Empire Strike Back. Strikes back when we find... <clears throat> food cupboard! <laughs> when we find out that Vader is Luke's father. No. Um, you know, that in a theater when people, you know, had no idea that he was because they hadn't read a spoiler that, you know, came out before the movie premiered. Um, that was like a <gasps> moment in the theater. That huts you know? didn't eat frogs. Yeah, Jabba's don't eat frogs. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll make one or two listeners very happy for that quote. Um <laughs> You know, things like that, you know, they're just moments in movies that, you know, stick with you. Um, but another favorite of mine was the asteroid chase in Empire Strikes Back. You know, that was like, whoa. Uh, well, yeah, yeah they, well, that didn't come out until they were leaving yeah. the asteroid. But just that entire chase was like, you know, mm -hmm. wow. Very favorite moment. Although, I'll say the chase in Attack of the Clones, when Django was chasing Obi-Wan through the asteroid field, hmm. much better asteroid chase scene, especially with the uh, new subsonic 
uh, oh yeah charges. Well, again, it's like what I described the Spider-Man movies the other week. Well, or, yeah. or in an episode you might hear after this. I don't remember when it was. <laughs> um, you know, when each movie, the effects got better and better and better mm-hmm. compared to the very first one. So that was probably something they wanted to revisit and, like, you know, say, look what we can do now. You know, that, happens, do. that happens a lot. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say if anyone else oh. um, wanted to contribute something, then I'll keep going. Uh, I'm a gamer nerd, so a lot of my stuff has always come from video games. And One of my favorite moments in movies that I literally stood up in the theater and started screaming with a lot of other nerds. <laughs> that man over there is playing Galaga. I don't think we didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> um... Have you ever seen the movie Doom with The Rock? No, I have not seen it. Okay. So, I think Corey knows where I'm going with yeah. this. <laughs> it's not a good movie. No. No. Not at all. But there is this nine-minute sequence near the end of the movie mm-hmm. where it switches to a first-person perspective, identical to the video game. It even has a HUD <laughs> and everything. And he's running down the hallways, punching demons in the face, getting blasters, blowing out entire rounds of ammo, throwing the gun to the ground. Like, just this nine-minute-long action sequence that... Mm -hmm. It was just the most exciting part of that movie. Yeah. Because you never expected to see it. (laughs) No, it was just incredible. (laughs) They took something directly out of the games and put it directly on the big screen. Right. Mm -hmm. And just nerds lost their mind. (laughs) (laughs) Another one, um, again, in the way of, you know, spoiler-free, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan when Spock dies. Yeah. You know, that's another movie moment that's a classic, because, you know, it's like, oh, my God, they're killing Spock. They even Funko'd it. Yeah. Um, Again, that was back when, you know, spoilers did not roam the Earth and uh, made quite the impact when you... Didn't know it was coming up. Um, I don't know what Corey's are, because Corey's being very quiet over there. Oh, but... I was just waiting for... Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, um... One of my favorite movie moments. Um, the dream sequence in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, hear... Um, Living in stereo without having to take a cold shower. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding, but not really. <laughs> I'm seeing a name. Phoebe Cates? Mm, Phoebe Cates. <sighs> Gremlins was a decent movie. <laughs> Not as much Phoebe Cates in it as I would have liked to have seen. It's all about fast times, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh... Now, there are some great moments. Even, uh... Well, I'll let you go on. <laughs> I was going to get into newer movies, but I'll let you well, go yeah, on first. Okay. Um, another way thing about like what you were saying about the geek thing, mm-hmm. um, in the first Avengers movie, um, 
when they do the circle track around all the Avengers in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big geek moment there. Um, another one is in, uh, not Endgame. It was before Endgame. Yeah, my mind Infinity just went War? Infinity War. My mind just mm-hmm. went blank. Um, when Thor shows up with Rocket and Groot and the New Hammer. Yeah. That was another moment like that. Right there that the audience just went and cheered. Right. Also when uh Captain America gets Thor's hammer. Yeah. Big yeah. geek moment. Yeah. Right there. I uh I had two Marvel ones also, but <laughs> they don't match up to Phoebe Cates in the shower or whatever, right? <laughs> Coming out of the swimming pool. Oh, out of the swimming pool, okay. Mm-hmm. In... Hi, Brad. <laughs> I always thought you were cute. <laughs> cute living in stereo. <laughs> gotcha. In the Edward Norton Hulk, just mm. as he uh, uh, gets the shit kicked out of him by abomination. He turns around just before he does the uh, Hulk clap. He screams Hulk smash. Yeah. And that was exciting. Well, I also liked... It was in that one, right? The Ed Norton one where he's looking in the mirror and he sees Hulk as his reflection and Hulk yeah. says puny human. Yeah. Um, And then the other first MCU movie, like the first two MCU movies... Um, Captain America. When he's, when it starts playing ACDC when he's in the Mark One armor, coming out of the cave for the first time. Oh yeah. yeah. Just flamethrower and ro- wrist rockets. Also, liked was it? Uh, I guess no. It was the first Avengers movie. When he's dropping out of the helicopter, when Loki's in Germany, oh, it's nice. And yes. well, that was the ACDC because they played Back in Black. Yeah, it was Ozzy that I'm thinking of, not ACDC. Yeah, I was uh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. <clears throat> but yeah, there's there's a lot of classic comic moments in those movies. There yeah. was one. Yeah. DC movie where I believe I was the only person in the theater laughing. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight Rises. Joker that was hell of a comedy. In, yeah, Joker walks into the gangland land meeting and uh, does his magic trick. He makes the pencil disappear. That was when he was in the police station. Mm. No, that was the uh, that was the gangland one. He doesn't do it, a cop. No, that wasn't a cop. That was one of the thugs. Oh. I could have sworn Stands the pencil up on the table and smashes the guy's ear into it. (laughs) Ta da! (laughs) (laughs) I burst out laughing and the rest of the theater quiet. (laughs) And you you see the people moving away from Corey. That was probably the best scene of that entire movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easily. Uh, oh, my. Um, Palette cleanser. Anyone want yeah. another strawberry vanilla square? <laughs> another one of my uh, favorite movie scenes. And this is from the funniest movie of all time. 
City of Angels, oh, starring Nick Cage. <laughs> Funniest movie of all time. Okay, so this angel of death um, sees this doctor so often. This doctor, clearly a terrible doctor because all of her patients die. <laughs> the angel of death sees her so often, falls in love with her. Um, decides he wants to give up being an angel so that he can meet her. Becomes a fallen angel. Literally falls. Become a fallen angel, a human. To meet this woman. And who is a terrible doctor. Yes! And for exactly one night of ass... The next morning, she plows herself into the back of a log truck. Funniest movie I ever saw. <laughs> oh, my. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, joke's on you. <laughs> like, okay, so we have a fallen angel fornicating with a doctor that really needs to be sued for malpractice. <laughs> These are two things God hates. Fallen angels and fornication. <laughs> what did they think was going to be the outcome of this? <laughs> <clears throat> what else you got on your list, Frank? Um, well, another big geek moment, even though people said it really slowed the movie down. Um, the first Star Trek, the motion picture, the Enterprise flyby. Oh, yeah. You know, when they're they're spotlighting the new ship and, you know, yeah, it's five plus minutes or whatever of just, you know, the very orchestral music and just going around the Enterprise. But that's really a classic moment reintroducing the ship, mm -hmm. who is basically the eighth cast member, really. So very, very slow and beautiful scene, you know, because you're seeing this bright new gleaming enterprise from Kirk's point of view, you know, he's he's back with his lover more or less. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh so you guys know that I'm I'm really not a huge fan of horror, but the few horror movies that I like, I truly love. Mhm. Mm I'm going to go with George A Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Hmm. The uh the white room scene. When you watch it the first time, it's just ominous. But then every, every other time you watch it after that, you're like, yeah, shit's about to get really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like, it picks up an entirely different meaning. It's like seeing the girl from the ring crawl out of the TV for the first time. I never saw that one either. Okay. <laughs> it's worth watching once, <clears throat> but it's not a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not into horror either, so. It's not scary. It's, it was a pop culture thing. Like, it's based off Japanese Oni spirits, and then, then they Americanized it. And they did a good job Americanizing it. Mm -hmm. And it's a good movie to watch once, hmm. but not after that. I, I don't think I'd ever rewatch it. I remember the key points of it. Mm -hmm. Um, another great movie scene. Uh, we quote it every episode. 
Oh, come on, what's in the box? <laughs> um, the, uh, I guess, climax of the movie seven. Um, Brad Pitt's wife, Gwyneth Paltrow, is pregnant and unbeknownst to him, missing until uh, what's presumed to be her head is delivered to a location. <clears throat> That'll do it. Hmm. Got another classic movie from the uh, Spielberg line, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Guy pulls out the sword, Indy shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like seriously, bang. Instant instant classic that lasts what? 5 seconds. Yeah. They did but. that in one of the Star Wars movies too. Uh one of the troopers in Oh, it, 7. Yes. Has that big lightning stick. And he starts spinning it all around, and Han shoots him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. that was probably more of like, uh, hey, we're going to do this because, you know, you're Indiana Jones, too. Oh, yeah. It was a straight-up homage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they even admitted it. And then they also incorporated that into the Lego Star Wars games. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it was such a thing. And then yeah, he's but... like, no ticket. <laughs> Very, very iconic. But that, I mean, that that scene too. Uh, Indy fights the Nazis on the blimp, throws them out the window. He's wearing the usher's jacket, which is how he snuck onto the blimp in the first place. Mm. The other para- passengers look at him terrified, and he says, "No tickets." And they all tickets <laughs> they up all in the air. Out yeah. the tickets, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm going to go ahead and do my favorite Indiana Jones movie of all time. It is hands down my favorite quote in any movie ever. Ah! Why do you keep calling him Junior? (laughs) That's his name! Henry Jones Junior! Well, why do you keep calling yourself Indy? Indy was the dog's name! (laughs) I love that dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Hands down, my favorite movie line of all time. Mm. Um, let's see, The Incredibles. Everyone's seen that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, okay. Disney Pixar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> towards the end, where they tell Dash to run, which is a really cool <laughs> sequence because he's just going full tilt on the water through the cave and everything like that with the things chasing him. Cool music. Very, very good scene. Action scene. One of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Silent Bob smashing through the changing room wall. All <laughs> 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 rats. Yeah, Joey Lurnett. Joey Lurnett was in there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be at Steel City Comic Con? She is. Yeah. Along with uh, Ethan Supley. Which, okay, actually one of my favorite scenes from that movie from Mallrats. You poor dumb bastards. (laughs) It's a sailboat. (laughs) A schooner is a sailboat, stupid head. Well, you know what? 
down there, that's just a guy in a rabbit suit. The Easter Bunny's not real. <laughs> you said it's the whole movie. Look at that, that damn magic eye. Look at that picture. magic eye. <laughs> Which I'm really considering buying a magic eye poster and having him sign it, you poor dumb bastards. <laughs> it has to be a sailboat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think... I think that would be. I think that would be like a that treasure would be a great, piece. That would be a great piece. It just <laughs> that's art. Yeah, mm. you need to have that framed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a well. What I'm considering for that. That would be just the just just a piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, oh, a great great movie scene that has. That is nerd scene. Um, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. They go to the movie set where they're filming the Jay and Silent Bob movie starring Blunt Man James and Van Der. Yeah, Blunt Man and Chronic. It's uh, starring uh, James Van Der Beek and uh, Pie Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Biggs. But they refer to him as Pie Fucker throughout right. the entire movie. But. Um, the villain, Cockknocker, bursts onto the scene, and the whole movie just stops. Hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> I get great scene, the nerd scene. You're like, oh my god, it's Mark Hamill, and he's doing his Joker voice for Cockknocker. Huh. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh, okay. Else. I'm sorry. Wait, somebody else's turn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> another one of those shock moments, uh, Serenity. Oh yeah, Firefly. Firefly, mm -hmm. Joss Whedon's universe. Um, it's, it's it's still too fresh. Let's, uh, let's not bring it up. Okay. We're, um, Wash we're, is going to be okay. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Wash is deaf. <laughs> I am a leaf in the wind. Watch me, boom, as the giant tree spear, whatever, comes crashing through the windshield and impales him. Yeah. Quite, quite the unexpected moment right there because everything is calmed down. They made it through. Dead. Yeah. Wash is going to be all right. Wash is going to be all right. Mm. So, very, very shocking. <clears throat> I have one that I don't know how much it counts for, but it's my favorite scene from an amazing trilogy of movies. I got another one on you, Elf! You're falling behind! <laughs> yep. I mean, we can probably go on all day about great scenes in those movies. Yes. We're talking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, in case you didn't catch his dwarfish voice. <laughs> that one was specifically from Two Towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're fighting at... Uh, Holmes Deep, Helms Deep, and the orcs are invading, and Legolas and Gimli decide to have a killing contest. <laughs> and uh, Legolas goes down a <coughs> railing on a shield like a surfboard and kills all the orcs on his way down. That one's got to be worth at least two. <laughs> that still counts as one. 
yes, we could go on and on yeah. about scenes yes. in that movie. Like when he bring when uh uh God, I can't remember his name, the Ranger. Aragorn. Aragorn brings all the warriors of the dead. Yeah. yeah. That was another holy shit moment. Yeah. Just or he's when, standing uh, there and they all phase into existence mm-hmm. and then just charge. Yeah. <laughs> or when uh, Sam stares lovingly into Frodo's eyes. <laughs> Before ending the movie at the logical ending point. Yeah. <laughs> No, they didn't have a train scene after that. <laughs> um, another of my favorite scenes is from the animated Justice League Unlimited, the first season. Uh, at the very end, when uh, Brainiac has taken over Lex Luthor's body and everyone is down except the Flash... And he starts running and running and running faster around the world. Taps basically as fast as he can go and puts an arm in Luther and you know, speed forces him apart and and basically gets absorbed the speed force is a really cool scene to the towards the end of that. Hmm. <clears throat> The Flash sacrifices himself at that point. Yeah, huh. but they they bring him back. Martian man, man, hunter can sense him, and they kind of he got better. pull him out of the speed force. Yeah, food cupboard. Um, one of my like I was, I was going to get into more recent ones, but mm-hmm. um, Spider Man No Way Home. You're clicking. <laughs> We have toys. <laughs> the theater absolutely erupted with each introduction of the previous Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield <laughs> stepping through the portal. That uh, Tobey Maguire. Seeing that movie in theaters, because we were all together for that. Right. That movie theater was packed. There were people sitting on the floor of the stairs. Right. And... I've never heard so many cheers in a movie theater before. Mm. It was an experience. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we could probably get into the whole movie theater experience with, you know, after the pandemic and trying to get people back in the theaters just for that type of thing. Yeah. The social mm. aspects of it. But uh, streaming has kind of, oh, I'll wait till it comes on TV attitude has kind of eliminated a lot of that, except for blockbusters. Did that, but, that movie came out post-pandemic, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, you know, that's what these movies, uh, studios are fighting for to get people back into the theaters and things like that help. Right. Um, I have one more on my list of, <laughs> you know, 10 things that I happen to think about. Um, this one, at least for me, is a classic, but the opening of Watchmen, hmm. when they do the introduction credits and they have that montage of kind of still photos that are moving of the, um, brain just went, the predecessors to the Watchmen at that point, the oh, heroes yeah. that were before the, the crackdown. Um, I think that's the neatest 
thing set to uh, Bob Dylan's times they are changing. Mm-hmm. And you just get the evolution. Giant Doctor Manhattan. Well, yeah, you just waving get... a schlong around in Vietnam. Well, <laughs> you just get the evolution of that universe from when they, when the heroes started coming out, to the present where they were now. Of you know, yeah, they were kind of celebrity-ish, and then things got bad for them. Then the new heroes started coming up on the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the coolest way of doing it the way they did it was sort of like a black and white very very colorless um but it's almost like the still photo and they just moved barely in it you know to get the things across in most of them right um i really love that sequence and dr manhattan's giant blue schlong uh, you keep bringing that up, Corey. <laughs> well, I mean, we <laughs> saw that movie in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't censor that thing. <laughs> nope. It's hanging like mid thigh as he's just wading into Vietnam. He could lean forward <laughs> to be tripoding. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> <sighs> if we're talking, well, I guess my final moment would be, and I'm going with the meme moment. Frank Miller's 300. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of moments you can choose from that movie. But there's one in particular. Right. Uh, Gerard Butler screams in a very, very angry way, This is Sparta! And then boots a dude in his Wait. chest. Minutemen, that was it. Yeah. Couldn't think of it. But I thought of it without Google. Anyhow, go on. That's really it. Oh, okay. That was a good movie. You come in here. I've never seen it. Shouldn't watch it. You threaten our lives. You threaten our children. Lies. Blasphemy. This is Sparta. Kicks them square in the chest. Down a well. They proceed to throw the the messenger's guards into the <clears> well <throat> with them. That foot to the chest scene wasn't scripted. Gerard Butler just did it impulsively. There was a giant green circle on mm-hmm. the set, and they were told, that's a well, don't don't step there. That's a giant pit. And he just decides to kick a dude in the chest. Yeah, and he actually <laughs> kicks the dude in the chest. Like, knock the wind out of the actor, and they're like, that's perfection. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and they kept it in. Wow. And Gerard Butler got in a lot of trouble for actually kicking that guy in the yeah. chest, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let, let's do a stunt uh unscripted. Yeah. Unsafe. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, Hope and you, you didn't can crack see, your sternum. Like you can look at that scene of the movie and see the guy's eyes bulge. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got any more, Corey? Uh you know, a great scene. I don't know if it's something most people would call iconic, but uh, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, the first animated movie, uh, Miles, as he's beginning to stretch his legs, uh, he's learning to be Spider-Man. He has just uh, taken one of his Peter's old costumes, spray-painted it, in the black and red. Uh, he's a 
standing on a skyscraper. He's got to go save his friends. And he's asking you, how will I know when I am Spider-Man? And he takes what the, you know, the leap of faith dives off the skyscraper. Well, as he dives off, the camera inverts. So as he's falling into the cityscape, he's rising on screen. Yeah. <clears throat> there was a lot of cool camera effects they did with that movie I, I found mm. out recently. Most of the movie was filmed at uh, 32 scenes per second. Which is standard for us now, like mm. sixty frames a second. Um, but Miles was drawn at twenty frames a second. So, like, if you watch the movie, Miles's movements are a little stuttery compared to the rest of the universe. Until he accepts who he is, then he flows smooth with the rest of them. Uh-huh. And the actual transition is in a scene where he's with. Gwen and another one, and they're swinging through like a, a, a forested area. I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, the old Peter. <laughs> yeah, and that's when his movement becomes fluid, mm. like the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but your animated one actually made me remember another one: the very first Pokemon movie, nineteen ninety nine. Mewtwo strikes back. Mewtwo walks out into <clears throat> a stadium. With clones of all of the po- trainers Pokemon, including Ash's entire lineup. With little black lines all over them mm. from the cloning process. And then Mew, the original Mew, swoops in and stops all the fighting. But, um... Cloning that's... process, by the way. Um, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Mm. When you first hear... On Exegol, the cackle. Want to be a Skywalker. Nah, and, you know, the camera pans around, and there he is in all his cloned glory. Hmm. Emperor Palpatine. <coughs> um, before we call it and wrap it for the day, um, I'm not necessarily looking for the... What death in a movie stuck with you the most. Like, you mentioned Spock. But of all the movies you've watched, is that the death that sticks with you the most? Because I know the one that sticks with me the most is super dumb. I really don't know. That's kind of a... (laughs) Well, I have to think about that question. Yeah. I mean, certainly that was a, a very big one. To me, Jazz in the first Transformers movie... When Megatron grabs him by the leg and literally just tears him in half, tears him in half, and this all spark in him just mm. blinks out. Mm. I'm like, he's not dead. Jazz isn't dead. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> they took him from a Porsche, made him a Pontiac, and then tore him in half. Yeah, hmm. they did Jazz dirty. <laughs> <laughs> He was an awesome character in that movie, though, and I'm guessing you haven't watched the Transformers movie. No, but, no. Um, it's... I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, it's fluid motion. Like, if you're not paying attention, you don't even see him die. Mm. Yeah. Like, Megatron just, he's skating through a street, uh, fighting Sideswipe, I think. 
Yeah. And Megatron just grabs him by the leg, picks him up, and then grabs his arm and just shreds him, mm. throws his body down, and then starts fighting Optimus again. Huh. <coughs> it's absurd. I mean, probably in more recent movies, um, again, Infinity War, Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... Because you knew something was coming because you saw what happened to Gamora on the planet. Yeah. And Hawkeye and Black Widow are going to get a stone. And you know... They don't know it because they're having such a great time flying through space. But we know one of them's not coming back if the mission succeeds. But yeah. we don't know which one at that point. So that was something where, you know, hey, the audience knows something the characters don't. And mm-hmm. it's not good. <laughs> that movie came out in what, 2019, 2020? Around there, yeah. I still say three or four years later, Black Widow's not dead. Because mm. well, it, it was so... The time travel aspect of it makes it so vague. Yeah. There's rumors that Marvel wants to do a series um, of Cap putting the stones back. So who knows? Like I said, I would love to have seen the scene where he's uh, with the Red Skull as the Stone Keeper. Yeah. I would love to mm-hmm. see that. Like, don't I know you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be very interesting if they did that. But that's that's one I can think of right off the bat that, you know, because like I said, you you entered that whole series of scenes with dread if you were paying attention. Yeah. And then it hits you like a truck. And that they both go to try to sacrifice themselves for the other, which is, you know. Mm-hmm. That made that movie, though, that mm-hmm. whole scene. <laughs> and, but, of course, Vision getting his head ripped apart. <laughs> Twice. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Corey? What one death? Uh, let's see. I've already mentioned Meg Ryan in City of Angels. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your most joyous death. Which uh, one stuck with you? Hmm. Meg Ryan in City of Angels. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> um, say Star Lord in a few months. Oops. Oops. Um, I don't think they're gonna kill off Star Lord. Well, I mean, um. Yondu, though. I mean, if you're going to talk Guardians. Mm. I'm Mary Poppins, Joe. Yeah. On ice. <laughs> they um, did a fantastic tribute to him at the end of the movie. And he had an amazing redemption arc. Yeah. Um, Dumbledore dying. I mean, that was a big one. Yeah, especially because he knew it was coming. And right. He knew it had to happen. So as they say, end it on a high note. So check out our Discord. Please let us know what your favorite movie moments are and what death stuck with you. And if you haven't already, please get your friends to join our Discord and download our podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Specifically Spotify. And don't say Jack in Titanic. (laughs) There was plenty of room on that frickin' door. Yeah. Uh, also find us on Facebook we're under Theseus Media you'll find links to all of our podcasts links to our Spotify channel uh, links to our YouTube channel links to our Discord follow all of them 
And Jack Link's meat products. And Jack Since you Link's, just mentioned yeah, Jack. And Jack Link's beef jerky. And join us next week for something. We uh, we didn't really think that far. <laughs> it might be a continuation of this theme with comics or TV, or it could be something entirely different. Maybe we'll help some people on Reddit. Who knows? How many times we've had to see Uncle Ben's death. Yes. <laughs> uh, till then, have a great weekend. Bye. I still don't have a sign-off. Maybe we should have a contest. Corey, give, get Corey a sign-off. Um, I don't think any sign-off that Corey would be given would be appropriate for the edit, for uh, editing <laughs> on this podcast. For and our junior audience. Saying something. <laughs> for our junior audience. <laughs>